0: Roll Call, the podcast where two seasoned educators, myself, Reena, and my co-host, Shalena, dive into the vibrant world of early education. Our mission is to create a community hub for educators and caregivers alike, offering a platform where questions find answers and experiences are shared. In each episode, we'll explore our values and in philosophy in early education, share personal anecdotes, and engage in conversation with you, the listener. The heart of our show lies in reading and responding to your letters, addressing the challenges, triumphs, and burning questions in the field. Roll Call is not just a podcast, we hope it will become a space for connection, for growth, and the celebration of the incredible work happening in classrooms and homes every day. Join us on this educational journey, where class is always in session. Okay, now we're recording for real, and we're not going to stop it again, we're just going to go. Alrighty. Let me show you what we have online, so that our listeners, such as they are, um, here's our rss.com, this is where we're posting mm-hmm. each episode are mm-hmm. this is our RSS feed few on public side I want I want that so you can find us on RSS.com slash podcast slash mm-hmm. roll call podcast you can also find us on um, Spotify. <gasps> Yeah, we're on
1: Spotify. We're on Spotify. Ooh. We're on Spotify.
0: <laughs> I even though we had problems with the recording last week, because that first episode, you can hear that popping. I still was like, eh, you know what? I'm just gonna like push it out there because whatever. But here's our um, here's our podcast here, and then here's the analytics. Which means it keeps track of how many people. So we've had twelve. We've had twelve people oh, wow. download the podcast last week.
1: Nice.
0: Um, and I don't exactly know where they're coming from. Here's me though. I think <laughs> <laughs> Glendale. That's Glendale. Wait.
1: Well, why am I not on there?
0: I don't know. Oh, you you might be United States. Okay. Um, and then yeah. Okay. So there's that. And then we also have roll call education podcast.com
1: mm-hmm. oh my gosh you were just so productive. oh it didn't
0: it didn't go up there hold on
1: it didn't go up
0: it didn't go up yet for some reason I have to fix that but yes um, we have a website it should be roll call education podcast but I have to fix it <gasps> So, very anyway,
1: impressed. thank you so much. I could never do what you do, and there's. Well, also, I don't know how well I'm doing it, but you're doing. To me, you're doing great because I don't think I could do it at all. And I have to say, um, on the the, I don't know the graphics, the beautiful painting from your book. Oh yeah, so sweet and so nice. And, I really want that yeah.
0: to be published someday. We'll see. I
1: really think it should be.
0: I know. Especially someday. now, there are all
1: these like weird digital kind of. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful children's books, but a lot have moved to, like, the digital. Yeah. And some of the art is really bad.
0: Well, I know, but that's children's children's Mm -hmm. books in general. Mm -hmm. Next week, this is... I almost put this on our structure for this week Mm -hmm. that we would recommend Mm -hmm. children's books because there's so many bad ones, and everyone (laughs) always asks me for recommendations, and I know a lot of good children's books, and I know that you do too, so maybe next time we record in a couple of weeks, we can have um, a list of our books and we can give our listeners a list of children's books that we like. Sure. Um, Because everyone buys the Little Blue Truck, everyone knows the Eric Carls. Yes. Yes. But there are Dr. other Seuss. Dr. Seuss. But those aren't even though like there are a bunch of Dr. Seuss books that are not good. I don't think. Yes, I so, agree.
1: Like he overdid it a little bit. Did. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I'm going to ride this train." Yeah. Some of them just like no Dr. Seuss. And I'm the last
0: couple one. of years, there's been a push to have like more diverse books out there, and instead of having a, I don't know, I've I found some some really nice books up that have black families in them and it's not all about just being black. So that's nice or Hispanic families, but it's not all about being Hispanic. Like they're just, they just happen to be the main characters, which I think I want to find more of. I just want, like you said something about the art from the podcast. And when I was drawing, drawing, I know I say that bad. (laughs) Cindy's always laughing at it. Yeah. Um, but you're from
1: the East Coast. Yeah, she wants me it's to say draw
0: East... drawing drawing drawing. You say drawing drawing. No, it's a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> when I was drawing the picture, yes. I like I made a I made a commitment to just have it the a darker skin tone, and you don't see his face like in the book that I wrote because. I didn't want, like, I wanted a darker skin tone because I didn't want to paint another white character into a book. Like, there's no need. There's no need. (laughs) There's (laughs) enough. There's enough.
1: Yeah, I think actually I was just talking to, oh, I was talking to a parent who has a child at a fancy private school, and they're doing, they're doing, it kind of sounds like some kind of racial... Oh, affinity gosh. group things where they're separating kids by race and how and like somebody, what they, well listen okay there's some. you know there's sounds problematic brotherhood sisterhood camp and there's the people of color conference where they do affinity groups so you meet with your group and i mean this is what i, I did it as an adult and as a child as a teenager we did this and you talk about like what it's like what your experiences is and then you come back together with all of the groups, but I don't know what's happening in this school, but she did say that the white children were feeling bad and feeling left out. And i first of all, I'm like, this is not something that you need to do with elementary school children. This is something you address with the parents because the, the, when these things, like if there's division based on skin color, those, they usually come from not the children, yeah if the, if the children are hearing things but anyway the main point of this was that going back to the books one of the things i said is like in in early grades how you introduce it is you just have books that are inclusive and yes not books about like this is what it is to be black no books of like oh this is a black family there's an asian family you have representation yes equal representation or as much representation of everyone in the yeah. classroom so the kids just see like oh there are right. these people and those people, like without yes. making one better, one more representative. No
0: judgment involved in yes. it Yes, it reminds me of like us. So so many. I have two <laughs> two thoughts. In my preschool, I started last year, and right after I started was February, which obviously is Black History Month. Um, happy Black History Month.
1: Tomorrow. Oh, thank you. This is the one month where I get <laughs> lots of Instagram feed about my history and culture. Oh, good for you. I'm, I,
0: I hope feel. you're learning a lot about yourself. Yes, yes. Um, and so they started, they were doing a Black History Month thing, and they were painting
1: portraits of Martin Luther King. In preschool? Yes. <laughs> And and do they know who he is? Um,
0: They read stories about Martin Luther King to the children and then had them paint him, which um, I just, not that I don't, obviously everyone respects Martin Luther King and what he brought and the movement and like civil disobedience, like the Montgomery. But like, we know all these stories and appreciate what he did and I have a dream, but when we talk about black people in this country, I really feel like there should be more current Mm -hmm. representation Mm -hmm. of it. Like, why aren't you talking about Barack Obama? Mm -hmm. You know, like they, it's far enough away where these children in preschool now don't necessarily know very much about Barack Obama, but you know, like, um, and I'm sure that you have better ideas, but the, But what was really terrible about this. (laughs) The
1: paintings were bad. No what?
0: They're preschool. I know. (laughs) The teachers provided
1: black paint. To paint. Martin Luther King. Just black. Black.
0: Black paint. So when you went, and this was something they put out in the hall. So like when you walked past, one, and one of the parents, like, the teacher actually brought it to the staff meeting where one of the parents was like, uh, can you do that? Uh, is that right? And the teacher was like, what do you mean? Got all very defensive about it. Like, he was black.
1: Black? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like this. we're going to have to erase the whole no, first part of this. No,
0: no. Oh, my I, God. No, oh I want to keep it in because because oh. teachers... Teachers listening, do not put out (laughs) (laughs) black paint to paint a black person. It's so wrong on so many levels. And it it looked like blackface on the walls. Like, it looked so terrible. It was really terrible. And and because that teacher got defensive and I was new, she wasn't taking the feedback from the parent in the moment. So, like, there was no way of talking to her about it. But she was not okay, going to change.
1: The administration didn't. I mean, first of all, like, I mean, he has black hair, right? Martin Luther King has black hair. Yes. So if that was for his hair, his mustache, I, I don't know. But if it was no, no, for they his were actual, using it yeah, for no, his body. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. And to me, it's actually weird that any rational person would. Not see a problem. He's with that. black, Shalena. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I oh die, I wow.
0: die. Oh my oh gosh! My I was gosh. really, um, it was really upsetting at the time, and um, I couldn't say anything because oh I was wow. new. And, and maybe I should have not been afraid to say something. But um, I, another parent said something, and she didn't take it in. The other story I have room, and we had a baby We had a. a dramatic play area that was very rich like the children could play house all day long and did like wow. they they were you know, and we
1: mentioned last time that's not my favorite but but you let they let you keep it they didn't turn it into a science center like our playhouse area because
0: i because i made curriculum out of it like i abs- i'm like no we're doing an investigation into blah mm-hmm. and um, so I realized that all the baby dolls we had were whites. Mm-hmm. They just were white. And we had um, a pretty diverse, for First Press, Santa Monica, we had a pretty diverse um, class. And oh, we need more representation. Like, I, you know, like we need some diversity in these baby dolls. Like, why is everyone, why has it got to be white? All yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. So I went looking for a selection of baby dolls and I found a really beautiful collection of them that had different ethnicities in it in this collection and, and like brown. different shades of brown yes. exactly like that's what it was but then there was an asian baby that definitely had um a typical Teachers asian eyes right like and that was important to me because we had an asian child in the classroom like i wanted her to have and we're they're playing with the dolls and i noticed this one asian baby was never getting got played with and especially this girl wouldn't play with her and one time they were all fighting over they loved the the darkest doll mm-hmm. and they were fighting over the darker dolls and I'm like oh but look there's this one and I, what about this one and she goes I don't want the mad baby <laughs> like the mad baby why is the ba- Why what why is the bat baby mad and she went off and played. That was it. That was the only thought she had for me. I don't yeah. want... No, I don't want to play with the mad baby. And I'm like, the mad baby? I look at this baby. It has a total neutral expression. Yes. I'm like, what the... Huh? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I line up the babies. I'm like, what makes this baby? And sure enough, yeah. all of the other babies are smiling. Oh. And this one is not. The only Asian baby... So I put out this... This is my mistake. Wow. So I put out this collection yes. of dolls. Yes. And it didn't occur to me because... I because people have neutral expressions like you should be able to have a neutral expression, but maybe, you know, even a baby can be, have a passive face. Right. So Mm -hmm. it didn't occur to me, but next to the other ones, (laughs) it read as mad. And so I had to put it away because I don't want like, if they're making that
1: connection, that's, I mean, it's a good lesson in what children do actually see and why it's important to have representation, and to be thoughtful about that. Having diverse dolls, diverse books, those really do make the biggest impact because when you only offer one, then of course that's what everybody wants. So I'll put it in the show notes. Um, oh, that's something that podcasters say all the time. Put it in the show notes. We're going to put oh, it in the show notes. Yes, yeah, we'll put it in the... the
0: show notes that yeah. there's a study where a teacher divided her class into blue eyes, blue eyes and brown eyes and separated them and then started saying only blue eyes can play with this or do this. Brown eyed people have to sit here and do nothing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Blue eyed people started acting superior mm-hmm. to the brown eyed yes. people. Yes. And then the next day or next week she flipped it. Yes. Where now the, it's the blue eyed people that are out. Yes. Um, but I have to find that. And I, I'm pretty sure it's like eminent domain. Like I think that you can get, like that you can find it on YouTube now or something yeah. that you can watch. It's very interesting because... Um, she used child subjects, which is a hard, which is hard to do. Parents she
1: complained. Parents she complained. <laughs> That's right.
0: Parents complained. They didn't like it, but no. it proved a point. And I, yeah. it proved a point that it's all a social construct mm-hmm. of wh- who is, who is better. Um, that when it comes to appearances, like it's us who apply the meaning to whether you have dark skin or light skin, yes. blue eyes, or brown Race
1: is a construct. We made race up to, like, divide and, you know, yeah. especially in this country, like, that's a whole other conversation, but, but I'm glad that we topic. talked about
0: this okay. because it is February. Okay.
1: Okay. So it came up organically. It came up organically. By the way, I also was going to say, like, you should bring your Harpsichord next time, and we can like make a roll call theme song. My auto harp. Auto oh, harp. Yeah,
0: like, that's cute. Roll call. <laughs> roll call. Like we,
1: we, we can make up one and we can sing it together. Cute.
0: <laughs> oh, I like this idea. Okay. All right, I'll bring my auto harp. All right. um, so when I was listening to the podcast last week, we used a couple of terms that I don't think that parents would know about that much. And there are probably a lot of teachers. Working at schools that have heard these terms but aren't that familiar with them, so the Reggio approach, documentation, small groups. Your
1: what's your experience with the Reggio approach? How Reggio Emilia's schools and philosophy was born out of this idea that children are participants. Children are whole. They are. People. You talked about the three protagonists, yes. and children are one of them. So what is it? Yes. It's children, teachers. teachers, and parents. Yeah. So they're the three protagonists in the children's, you know, school life. And what else would I say about? It? So I think that's important.
0: Like, and when we say protagonists, another way of saying it is main character. Yes. Like you are the main character. So in a school, in a classroom, you got parents, teachers, and children and so it can't be all about what the teacher wants to give to the children for knowledge. Right. And Loris Malaguzzi's one of his most famous quotes was if you teach a child something, you take away their ability to learn it for themselves. Right. So sitting children down to teach them something, the Reggio Emilia approach is more, well let's investigate this concept or this theme. Yes. yeah and we'll put all of our heads together and that'll build our base of knowledge yes and teachers are
1: supposed to be researchers yes i think it's a very like the reggio approach like to me it's a very philosophical and academic yeah and so while the children are
0: studying let's just say trees mm-hmm. and it goes into acorns and all that the teachers are researching how the children are learning mm-hmm. right so it's like the children are The children are researching a concept. The teachers are researching the children. And why is a parent a protagonist? Because they're not at the school. I think it's because we want to
1: confer some importance on their... Yes, and I don't know. I mean, this, this part, I feel like in... In Italy, the parents are more involved. More, yes, thank you. That's why, that's why. They're invited to participate in the provocations. It's completely a cultural, it's a
0: cultural difference. In Reggio, the way they built them was with community involvement. Parents are coming in. Parents spend a lot of time at the school. And also... It's to make sure that the parents feel involved. I mean, they're paying money, or they didn't, they don't in Italy. <laughs> yeah. You get to go to school. <laughs> the public. Yeah. Um, but here, one of the things about First Press that I liked was the constant, like, okay, but we're not in Reggio, Amelia. Right. We it's are Emilia not in Italy.
1: Inspired. inspired.
0: Inspired. Yes. And I actually think that we should move away from say, from saying anything about Reggio, to be honest. Because I think it should be just known as the constructivist approach. Like it's children learn best at play with their peers.
1: With beautiful materials. With beautiful materials and teachers there as facilitators. <laughs> yeah. and teachers um, yeah, are
0: there to say, okay, well, because children are going to get stuck at a certain concept. Like let's say they want to study trees and they get stuck with, you know, well, some trees are tall and some trees are short. Why is that? And when, it, when children come into contact with that kind of cognitive knot, they can't get through themselves. It's up to the teacher to take what they know what they, and go back to what they want to learn and take the next step. Like, okay. Add no. provocations. Exactly. Add provocations. Break out into small group, like small groups. And the other reason why I want to get away from the Reggio Emilia approach as a term mm-hmm. is because I feel like it's been branded like Montessori was branded. You know, mm-hmm. like you could you could say you have a Reggio Emilia approach, and re- really, what all, all it means is like you have wood toys right. Or, right. or Waldorf. <laughs> or Waldorf, yeah, it's like yeah. a branding. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like, but there's real science in there about um, how children learn best. Like mm-hmm. that's real stuff that happens and we're not in reggio so the context is different yeah. and we can't do exactly what they do because now i think in reggio you can see like their loose parts curriculum more and in china too they've got a strong loose parts curriculum and that's where do you know no. anything about loose parts no this is the next it's not based on angie play is it Yeah, kind of. Like, what you have in your environment is what you play with. And and teachers, the school, give materials to children and then watch
1: them use it and see how they use it. I mean, to me, like... Okay, I have to say we'll put Angie play in the yeah, show notes. Play, it, did you see that woman give the talk? Yes, I did. Yeah. I saw and there's a video I think also
0: on YouTube that you can watch about it, and yeah. it's pretty amazing what they yes. let children do now. In America, we're so safety oriented that like we're scared
1: yeah. to do all of that. We were really talking about so we talked about. A little bit about Reggio. A little bit about Reggio, which
0: obviously you can like go, uh, uh, we could go forever about it. But what
1: did you, so it's And then documentation. Words, documentation. Documentation. You're better on that because honestly I have to say, <laughs> like documentation was never my strong point. I found it to be, and I know you're very good at it and you do it well and you know how to explain it. I always found it, that I had a piece inside of me that was just irritated by this concept that I had to prove yeah. or show that children were learning. Where I'm like, we are, children are always learning, just like we are always learning. I I
0: see what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but like, you don't want to have to prove to anybody that children are learning.
1: Like, yes, obviously we're learning. We're in nature. We're taking an input. We're seeing different things. The kids are learning from each other. But also like, what about just being peaceful? Like, what about just being, you know, being kind? Like, there's this focus on intellect and there's not a lot of focus on peace and calmness and you know i feel like the folk the focus on academics well is yeah kind of misplaced and and not misplaced it's like I. but don't there is care. a strong
0: component yes. at schools to mm-hmm. document social emotional growth not just the cognitive not just like gaining speech or um early literacy or early math or science concepts. There is a strong social-emotional component to a lot of the schools. Like, I think First Press excelled at that. I know Crossroads has a language that they use. Um, What's the other one that's in – there's a – it's not Crossroads. Evergreen? Not Evergreen. Not Palisades. (laughs) Um, There's one in Silver Lake. Branches does it really well in Mm -hmm. Santa Monica where Mm – they provide language to children to get through conflicts, and there's that social-emotional language that you just know. Like, people, when you when you would go into elementary schools in Santa Monica, teachers knew when a child came from first press yeah, <laughs> versus another school because yeah. of the way they talked. Yeah. You know, like,
1: I... The, the peace path, you know, yeah. like, or where... What it, instead of saying, like, just saying, I'm sorry, saying, like, oh, yeah. you okay... Are you okay? Right. Yeah. Are you okay? Instead of just, you know, the road. Like checking sorry. in with them. And
0: yes. yes, I, yeah, we had a whole big thing, um, at my school about, I'm sorry. I, cause I pissed a teacher off, a sub had come in. She was trying to make my children, like a child say sorry to another one. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, like, and I usually, I don't, when a teacher is working with another child, with a child, I really try to find something else to do right. because like you, this teacher's working one-on-one with the child, that means that there's 12 other children in the classroom that need to be looked at, right? And, but this was a sub, and I caught wind of, I was watching how she was doing, how she was trying to negotiate this conflict, and she was trying to get the child to say, I'm sorry to another child for, like, bumping into them or doing something. I forget what the situation was. And I don't usually interject but at this point I had to cause she was new to the school and I don't want that happening in my classroom. Like I didn't want to start this. Like right. oh, we're going to, we're now we're going to say, sorry. You're, I know you're only uh, 19 months old, <laughs> right. um, or 20 months old, but you're going to start saying, I'm sorry now. And like the, when you, when you teach a child to say, I'm sorry, you're teaching them to just say this one thing and then whoop, they're free to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Okay, like a get-out-of-jail-free card, and you don't have to do any of the work to, like, check in with your friends to make sure they're okay. Like, well, what can I – you don't – you're not okay. Can I – what can I do for you? Like, how can we make this better? Um, I think teachers want there to be – parents too, maybe adults want there to be a quick solution to these things. But, like, really, when they're this young – you just have to go down the road yeah. like just go with the go down the road with them and and figure out how to make everyone feel better and the children might come to an agreement that you don't get that doesn't feel fair
1: exactly yeah but you just have to but if both if both children are tripping okay. off and like yeah. being fine with it then they're you got to go. Yeah. So we we're so we were talking about
0: documentation. You say so, I'm better at it, but the uh, the yeah. only reason why I say I'm be- I'm good at it is yeah. because if I didn't do documentation, yes. I would be bored yes. as a teacher because to me, first of all, I'm very practical and you're you found a school that fits your <laughs> I don't like to do documentation. Yes. I mean, and yeah. I always find schools where I'm going to do documentation because if I'm not doing it, And I'm just going to explain what I think documentation is because it's just making the learning visible, not just to parents. But it also, (laughs) it's for the three protagonists. Yes. The documentation in my room is large pictures of the children doing what they do. Yes. Visiting educators could come in and see these pictures, and next to it will be words about what's going on in the pictures. Parents could do the same. Look, this is what happened. This is what a children, a child might be learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did documentation on NFL math and science of the block area that happens in the block area. Mm-hmm. Because... I think that parents only know really about stacking. You know, like you get that you get that um, paper from the pediatrician that says, "Can your child stack three blocks up?" They're right. developmentally appropriate. Right. But in the block area, mm-hmm. they're learning so many like physics, balance, and symmetry, spatial and awareness, spatial awareness yeah. um, negotiation for materials, for social emotional growth, yes. that kind of. Thing. Yeah. And then math, they're counting shapes they're using shapes they're collaboration collaboration to also another yes. social emotional skill and so i always put this documentation out because i want parents to know this is not just where we make a lot of noise or right. fight a lot yes this is what this is the learning right. so it's making learning visible right. to parents and i think i'm practical about it because i parents are
1: paying money right they are worried about kindergarten readiness whether yes I, yeah
0: it's exhausting i
1: yes i 100% get it and I, but if I was just yes. watching
0: children play, yeah. and I wasn't, didn't have a mind to the curriculum, which to me comes out of my documentation, which like I'm taking pictures, I used to take notes, Yeah, I used to write down yeah. all the words, remember like yes, first class i had play, had yeah. notebooks full yes. of notes, but yeah. I've been working with the youngest for so long, yeah. and they don't use
1: a lot of words,
0: and you've yeah. done a lot of it in your life.
1: I, I did some, I did it with uh, a lot of trepidation at first, and then you know, when I I guess when I became a lead teacher at Crossroads, like I had to do it, and I did it. I still there was something in me that was very resistant to but, doing yeah. it, but I I did it, and I like some of the documentation I did. I thought was very beautiful. Some of it is just like, you know, again, you can document anything. You, you can document, document anything. Anything, anything for can sure. Be documentation. So. You know, it's an interesting exercise. And and I do think that it speaks to... I document everything yeah. with pictures, but, but not everything
0: goes up on the walls. Yes, not everything yes. is documentation. Some it's of like, it's...
1: You have to curate what makes the most sense for the classroom that you're working in. Yeah. And what you want parents... Right. What you want to
0: like uh, I'm working on a long-term investigation on family in my classroom right now. I'm documenting yeah. all the different games we're making for the children, all the different interaction provocations that we ma- that we're setting up for the children to explore the concept of family. And then we'll bring it to the staff meeting and they'll look at my pictures, they'll look at um it just feels more like work to me. You know, I'm like I like that that kind of work. Like if yes. I'm a teacher, I'm also it's like
1: intellectual. Yeah,
0: that's how, and and if I didn't do that for myself, I'd I,
1: bored. I would get yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's one of the things I like. I, I, when I went to a Reggio school, you know, I left a progressive school to go to Reggio. And one of the reasons why I went is because again, Laura Alvarez and hearing her talk and the language she used and just, you know, it's, it's a cerebral approach. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. At that time, you know, I was very interested in studying it because yeah. it which is. Which is why
0: I latched onto it myself yes. when I realized that it wasn't going to be like cutouts
1: and crafts yeah. for preschool. I'm like, ah, it's like you're the teachers again, like the teachers are researchers that goes back to we talked about teachers always being learners, and I think that's a big thing. But so we did in Reggio, so we did the, the what else did we do, documentation, what was the last piece? Small groups. Small groups. Small groups. Yeah.
0: So a lot of classrooms they stay together the whole day, right? Like all 12 people. We're all out on the yard, we're all sitting down for lunch, we're all at our large group meetings, but at first press, That was the first time I had seen small groups in action. Maybe you can talk about that. The small
1: group, it's a group typically of like, you know, I would say three or four children, sometimes even two, depending on the staff that you have, or maybe if they go to the studio. But it's just, it's work that is um, focused. Again, this is an opportunity for the teacher to really be hearing all the words, and I guess you would be yeah, recording. it's kind of hard at a,
0: in a large media, yes. And then if
1: people are, yeah. And you're studying the topic that's, or you're, you know, whatever it is. Like if it's trees, a tree investigation, you'd have the materials and you're, you know, researching what the kids are, how they're using the materials. Yeah, and with a small group, working. you have more opportunity
0: for children to interact with these. Like, say you have four kids. It, yeah, easier to hear everybody talking, and there can be a back-and-forth conversation between between
1: children that might be harder to manage yes. with a whole class. Yeah, and you can use it for your documentation, for research, for studies. Um, yeah. It's a, a nice way to work with kids if you have the staff. And the if planning. you have the staff,
0: which, you know, licensing requirements, you can be one teacher with 12 children who are over two and a half. Really? Yeah.
1: So one teacher the, with twelve now two and a
0: half years. <laughs> doesn't that sound incredible? Doesn't it sound like so much fun? I mean you can't. You can't. I think that licensing puts those puts that in title twenty two, but then it's up to the school to put together a group of twelve that will work. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that with one teacher. Yeah. Because I think you can have one teacher with 12 children if half of them are five. And then there's a, you know what I mean? Like if you had a mixed age group. Yeah. But I think that's the way that schools interpret Title 22 mm-hmm. of 1 to 12 ratio is to put two teachers in with like 20 children. Yeah. Which when you have that ratio, you can't do small groups. No. So I think that as parents, one of the first thing that you need to ask any school is what's the ratio yeah. to the children yes. from for teachers to children. Yeah. I don't know if people know that yes. because licensing you can, you can understaff. Like it is understaffed to have two teachers with 20, 24
1: children. Two year olds, but not like five year olds. I mean, I have to say, like teachers with twenty four five year olds would be, okay,
0: which would be insane. Okay. And you would never is, be able to do small well, groups.
1: Okay. You wouldn't be able to do small I'm going to say something. First of all, I personally could have 12 two-year-olds alone as long as the space were completely like not like as long as the space were safe and controlled. I really you couldn't I have could. You could not have anybody in diapers. I could. But you would be you would be, would be
0: absolutely you would be up to your elbow in poop at one point and be yelling across the room to people who
1: are not doing what they're supposed to be I doing. Be, so this is like if anyone wants to do the Shalena twelve twelve two year old challenge, if you wanna if no! you know me your child gonna for the die. Day, <laughs> um, I wouldn't like I have to I mean the thing is one of the the space has to be right. Yeah, I agree. So it'd have yeah. to be like the space a space has to be a right. space where obviously they can't fall from anything and that you know so it would have to be like a space that were designed with the right materials for two-year-olds. You'd have and to I set think, up a yes space. Uh, everything yeah. would have to be yes. Yes, And then, basically, if they really were two and a half, you know, two, two and a half, like, you used, like, you, they work with you. Oh, you dropped that, you need to pick it up. There would be, you know, an expectation that the children would be doing a lot of... I the, still have
0: that expectation yeah. for children, but um, was it Mary that... Was it Mary who said, like, you have to be
1: within... A certain number of yes, fetus yes, The yes. child
0: is old to get them to follow through. Yes, I would. No, I would be walking around a lot, but I, I think it's yeah. possible. But anyway, and I will. say That's what I. I need teachers to do. I need you to be okay with walking around
1: a lot because. Yes. Especially, I love Not them. sitting in one place.
0: Not sitting in one place and getting down low a lot. Like that was yes. the first thing that Flora told me at First Press. Like we're going into this classroom. She was giving me the tour of it. I had been hired, but she was like, "Here's where the classroom where you might work," and it was the Rainbow Room with you. Yeah. And um, she before she even opened the door, she's like, "So the first thing we're gonna do is get low and stay low."
1: She said that. Mm-hmm. I You're know. a Master teacher at Santa Monica College. Definitely, she definitely.
0: And the, the way master. that she said it, it was so yeah. serious. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is a rule." Like, yeah. I, and I'm such a rule follower. Like, I'm that personality type where I'm like, "Okay, that's my rule. <laughs> that's right. my rule. I am down. Get down.
1: Low. I'm down." down. Get low. <laughs> and those teachers, I have to say, at First Press, I will say there are some fine looking. Women, you know, over 50, because I think they're moving their bodies. They are, like, I feel like it keeps them young.
0: And there were some teachers who had real physical ailments that still got yes. down. Remember Anna?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. had, ta- yeah. like,
0: her knees, her whole body from the waist down, Always pained her, but still, because the philosophy of the school is we got to be low. And how tall was she? She was like six feet tall. Yeah. She was a very tall woman, yeah. and so she felt even strongly, stronglier
1: <laughs> stronglier stronger <laughs> that she had to get yeah.
0: down. And she was always yeah. sitting on the floor, always sitting on the ground. Like teachers who like dress for school and don't want to sit in the sandbox or don't want to sit on the floor or the ground because they're gonna get dirty. I'm like, oh mm. yeah,
1: that's not it's not the preschool might not be your, your get something you job. can wash,
0: girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: like or or preschool might not be your jam. Like to me preschool is all get, about the dirt. Like I'm dirty every day when I come home and I'm totally I have like not only when I empty my pockets at the end of the day, there's like snot tissues, bottle caps, no, I had a block that <laughs> fell out of my back <laughs> yes, pocket. Yes, yes. Like you get home, you're like, "What is
0: this?" Yeah, the yeah, all the stuff get to
1: these okay, letters. Okay, let's then get to the
0: letters hey, roll call. I'm a parent, and I desperately need some advice on wrangling my three-year-old in the mornings. It's like a mini WWE match over here. From dressing battles to toothbrush standoffs, it's a daily struggle. I need tips, tricks, or a magic wand to make our mornings easier and less chaotic. How do I get my little one on board without losing my sanity? We both need to get ready, and it's taking so long. We're often late for work, for school and work. I can't hand off the duties to Dad. He leaves too early. I'm hoping you can sprinkle some wisdom my way. Anything to make mornings smoother for us all. Thanks a million. Cheers, morning mayhem. Hmm. Sounds like power struggles.
1: So dressing... Who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> She's got to get clothes on. If there's yes, she the the rule is you have to wear some clothes. Let the kid pick out whatever they want. I have to say this is like the and I th- you're assuming that this parent has like an outfit that yes. they're
0: trying to get their child yes. into
1: because other what otherwise or what maybe are you battling over getting Just dressed, getting dressed, getting dressed. But I mean, is the child not going to school? <laughs> not going to bed in pajamas? I mean, the, is the oh, so chi- the child's waking up in clothes, right? So, so I guess my point is, like, if your child is waking up in pajamas and they don't want to get dressed, you say, okay, you can wear your pajamas to school, or you can send you can send them off in their pajamas and have because extra preschool clothes. Is a, so you're thinking that
0: preschool is a special time where it kind of doesn't matter. Ooh, bring extra, schools, extra yes, clothes. Yes, just to school. bring the clothes. Like, oh, that's like, actually a really put nice the clothes strategy in the
1: bag that you want them to wear. Because the teachers just. Definitely going to be able to get the clothes on the kid. And just, or like the kid will see, you'll be like, you know, whatever. Like the kid will decide who cares. Does any, and now by the way, post COVID, you can wear pajamas anytime, anytime of the year. Like it's totally acceptable. So what are you fighting over? Well, it could be
0: the fighting. You know how children are so different at home mm-hmm. than they are at school. Like, yes. they'll put up a fight about stuff that they would never put up a fight with at school because yes. they're with their BFFs at home who will love them unconditionally. Yes. And, like, that's their chance to push back without any consequences, yes. basically. Because this is your person, right? Yeah. This is who you, your mom or your dad is, like, a person that you should you couldn't, like, but at school, they don't give up. They no. don't give as much resistance. Like, I have a child in my current class who will not put a coat on to leave the house and go to school so the parents bring the coat, yeah, put it in the cubby, and say to me he wouldn't wear it. Right. And um, I feel bad for, especially when mom comes in with it because she almost looks embarrassed that she couldn't control her kid. Like, yeah. she couldn't get it on him. Like, don't worry about yeah. it. Like, this, this I actually... Um, I think Mary Hartzell said this too. We keep quoting Mary Hartzell. Yeah. Um, But I think that she was also, she would also say that it's actually a sign of good parenting that your child rails against you, but is respectful to all the other adults in their life because that is the way it should be. You're their safe zone. And don't we all need somebody that we can, that but can against. handle our negative, we have negative <laughs> yes. energy to give, like, yes. we can't be all positive, right? So you do need that person that can handle your negative energy. And so what seems to me with this letter is that this parent mm-hmm. is not enjoying the negative energy. And it does seem like power struggles, like she's, they're trying to get their child into something into clothes that aren't pajamas. Okay. And I have heard an argument from a teacher that at school, you need to be dressed for school like you you really can't wear pajamas and think about this though pajamas yes. are thinner material they will uh, rip
1: you I, will stain I, I, them I and don't, you don't want to wear them to be i'm sorry to me that's like okay first of all like okay but what okay. would you say but to so, a parent so that says parent, like i
0: absolutely will not leave my house with my child in pajamas I, those pajamas okay, are for then, bed okay,
1: so first of all i'm going to go back to the letter so i'm going back like this person says dad is or i can't hand dad off so, Which would be
0: a strategy I would suggest. Like, well, does it have to be you? If, if, if right. the power struggle is, a lot of times, one parent will get, and children go through phases, but one parent will get the shit end of the stick, right, yeah. and the other parent can get it done just because they haven't, right. because the dynamic of this, the relationship yeah. at that point, and it will go into a phase where that parent, the other parent won't be able to get it done, and then it will default back yes. to, you
1: know, back and forth. But, Again, I'm going to go back to, so I'm going to say, like, it's only a struggle. It, two people are engaged in it.
0: So mm. why are you engaging
1: in the struggle? Mm. You can, like, there are different ways you can go about it. You could do a book. You could do the night before. Like, you could do a night before. What the do you want to before. wear tomorrow? What are you wearing tomorrow? Pick it out. Let the child pick out what they're going to wear tomorrow. That's, oh, great. It's, you know, like a lot of parents do care, like it doesn't match or it's like two pairs, like it's too hot or too cold. Let them decide. They can change it. You can add, some, you know, put extra clothes in the backpack. It can be changed at school. Who I personally, like if teachers are saying you can't wear pajamas, fine. Your teacher said no pajamas in school. They don't think right. it's safe. That's a rule that's been set. You can honor that. As a parent, you can say, sorry, Miss Blah Blah or teacher Karina. Hey, Thomas. Sorry, those are off the table. But so that's one thing you can do it the night before. You can have, you can also say, like, do you want daddy or mommy, you know, whatever. Do you want the other parent to pick out your outfit? Do you want to do it yourself? Or do you want me to do it? So I'm hearing give choices. Give choices. And you don't have to do it in the morning. Do it the night before. As far as brushing the teeth, to me, bring the toothbrush in the car. Oh, like bring the toothbrush in the car. What I hear is that this parent is really frustrated because they have a lot to do, and I totally get it. But I would say, like, disengage from the battle. Set it up so that it's not a battle. Like, it's. Your I agree. You're the adult, this.
0: so it's your it's yes. your chance to to show emotional regulation. This is yes. your opportunity to show your child that you can keep your shit together. Yes. Like, you know what? I'm gonna go put on my makeup, or I'm right. gonna go put on my clothes while you get dressed. I'll see you in a couple of minutes and see what happens while you're gone without the fight going right. on. And you can also
1: do like, let's do, okay, like, are you going to get dressed Make before me? Like, who's going to, oh my gosh, we have to get dressed. Let's see what I'm going to wear. Let's see what you're going to wear. Obviously it's, again, like, I don't, I want like to a, be realistic when you're in the morning. It's like, you're like, exactly. I have to get out. I have the, to get out. The realistic thing
0: is yeah. like, I've given that advice to parents b- before yeah. too. And but one they're is. They're not in the mood. <laughs> exactly dad's just like oh yeah I would love to make everything a game well then okay but then
1: that's the other thing don't make it a day, game and don't make it a struggle yeah like it's just this is what you have to do let's see how you do it yeah, yeah. I'll be back if you
0: don't get changed out of your pajamas before we leave for the how yeah. like leave the house you'll have to get changed before we get to school like I think choices I think yeah. what you were saying before giving choices like that's usually the way cause three year olds Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, they want to be, they're still, they still can't take care of themselves, right? Yeah. But they want to be in control of so much. So as much control as you can, it appears to be that you're giving them a lot of control. Hopefully to the child, it feels like they're getting a lot of control. But you know, as a parent, like, remember, like when I, when Owen was younger, I would, or children at school, like, well, do you want to change your diaper now or in five minutes? And the diaper's still going to get changed. Right. But the child has a has the choice. Well, I'll, in five minutes. And then usually the child will go with me in that five, and it's never five minutes, yeah, you know, like whatever, two minute. minutes or it's ten minutes if I have minutes. to. Yeah. They don't know minutes, but what it means is like, do you want it now or later? And if the child says later, okay, I'll see you in a few, you know, I'll go back. And yeah. the child usually comes willingly, so maybe the parent could try that. Well, do you want to brush your teeth now or right before we leave? Yes. I mean, yeah. Do you want to brush your teeth in my bathroom or your bathroom? Do you want to brush your teeth... In the living room or in the car. Yes.
1: So, okay. So we're going to say set up, try it, try And there's no magic wand. Sorry. You just have to take yeah. a big
0: breath and yeah. don't.
1: And try to have, you know, one thing. Some sense of humor. Yes, guess a sense of humor. I will say, I know it's hard and I'm not, I'm not, beli- I was there, I did it. And now I just wished I had not been so, so serious. serious. It's like, it's. That's what I nothing do- is that important in the whole daily life struggle it's like if you're late to work i mean unless they're saying like if you're late one more time we're gonna fire you
0: i understand not wanting to be late so yeah i think that you've got some good tips for them like
1: how do i have on board so you can do something mary hartzell may have suggested would be a book like you could do a book about this is how jazz gets ready for school and so you, you know he he or she they get their pajamas like they take make their pajamas their, off they get their, their, their outfit book. they you know get their you know yes yeah, so yeah. making a book that narrates what you want your child to do so you could do it with the child you take pictures you have it's like a, like a little short book of like it could be you know my kid's morning i you know we wake up we get dressed. We did a you know, simple book of like what you want that child to do. Yeah. Does that make if sense? If I was their teacher, I would yeah. help them make that book because the parents aren't going to do it. And it's taking so long. Yeah, it shouldn't take that long. No, yeah. and it doesn't.
0: Like, what else? What really do you have to do in the morning for the child, yeah. other than get them dressed and brush their teeth if that's important to you, and get them some breakfast? Like, there's only a couple of things that you have to do. Yeah. So maybe you need to wake up a little earlier. I don't know. Whatever you can do to give yourself more time and less stress in the morning. But like, you're the you're the adult.
1: Mm-hmm. Time to show some emotional regulation I and mean, some yes. maturity, and just be. Don't engage with the three-year-old. <laughs> don't, I know why. Like it doesn't, you know. All out. it does, like you feed the
0: energy, it just feeds. Yeah, and it goes up and up. And yes. Up. Okay, okay, we're gonna okay, read sorry, the second. Or, we're gonna read the second letter okay.
1: after I P. Hey, roll call team. This is letter two. I'm writing you from the preschool trenches in the youngest class, eighteen months to two years. My sweet Seeking spot. Speaking of advice, yes, this is probably more for you. Josh is a spirited, curious, active, loving two and a quarter year old who also bites. And hits when someone is in his way, is working with something he wants, or comes into his space unexpectedly. He'll even trip trip over his own feet or a toy to get up to hit the next person he sees. Wow. This is lightning fast, and even with a teacher right there, extremely close by, he manages to land a few thumps. When we try to redirect or admonish... Use your words. Your friend doesn't like that. We don't hit our friend. Stop. His reactions are a bit of a mixed bag. Sometimes he'll burst into tears, calling for his dada, and other times it's like we're staring into the abyss. His expression is just blank, and it's anyone's guess what's going on in that little mind of his, and he changes the subject. Over the past six months, we've made some headway with the whole gentle hands redirection approach, but... And it's a big butt. He still is managing to sneak in several daily hits despite our best efforts. What can we do? Whoa, <laughs> that's some. Can bad. I
0: say at the outset, I am so scared of biting. Mm.
1: Biting? Mm-hmm. <sighs> there's a special. There's some genetic component to biting, and I. Have I've to heard say, about this. What What do you know about that? I only know because like one of my BFFs, my BFF, her daughter had some, you know, biting things. And she said she did as a child. And she told me like, I don't know a lot about it. I'll put it on our list. Let's put it. Cause I, research. I would like
0: to research that too, because I heard yeah. from another teacher that it runs in the family. Yeah. And I had never heard that before, but biting really is really scary to me because, yeah. you know, when a child hits, mm-hmm. They're not trying to hurt, they're trying to communicate. They don't know that they're going to hurt somebody. They're trying to get a react, some kind of communication. They're communicating, they don't like something or whatever. And children, this age especially, are learning impulse control, right? Like impulse control, emotional regulation, these are skills that people build as they get older. And at two, you just don't have them. Yeah. Especially the impulse part, part. Yeah. and emotional regulation, piece. Like a child's not yeah. going to say, a two-year-old's not going to say, I'm mad because you took right. my toy. But, you right. know, they're going to hit. They're going right. to use their body before they use their words. Yes, I was
1: wondering, does, I, that doesn't say, I would be curious if Josh has an older sibling only because I do see more, I'm more likely to see children that hit who have older siblings. Uh, I okay. just want to say, it. but in my experience, I don't know if it's like one off. Hitting? But
0: yeah. But, you know, yeah. But the biting, so like hitting doesn't hurt as much as a bite will. Like a bite oh
1: gosh Can break the skin. Can break the skin. It can be a health issue. Yeah.
0: And like your jaw is so strong, like it really oh god, it, it scares me. I can understand yeah. why a teacher would be really stressed out yeah. about that. He'll even trip over his own feet or a toy and get up to hit the next person he sees. <laughs> that's impu- that's like impulse control but then anger management, but then he's too
1: spirited, curious, active, loving.
0: I'm glad, first of all, I'm glad that this teacher said a bunch of nice yes, things, yes, had yes. that language before she went in. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she's being very generous with this child. Like, she's not... Well, Poor observant. He, yeah. Yeah, right. It could be a male teacher, That's right? true. Um, being very observant of this child, mm-hmm. so, sh- so they've... I'm going to go with they. They mm-hmm. notice all the different contexts mm-hmm. for when Josh is hitting.
1: But then, hold on. I want to say something. Okay, so... He's working so he bites and hits when someone is in his way, Yeah, has something he wants, or comes into his space unexpectedly. He'll even trip over his own feet.
0: I think that uh, from the way this letter, or he hits more than he bites. It seems like that he hits more than he bites. But this
1: is going to be a hard fix because it's saying like, he hits if he wants something, or if somebody comes in his space. sounds like he's hitting all contexts. the time. <laughs> so I would want to know what's going on at home. I would want to know what's going on at home. I would want to know first of all. So, so but this yes. is a,
0: this is a teacher writing yeah. in, so like she has no control, and they might not well, ever tell her what's going on at home. Like parents are very hard pressed to admit if anything is happening at home.
1: True, but. Yes, I, uh, yes, but I guess what I would say is, like, I, as a teacher, because they're saying they have somebody right next to him. And he's still hitting. I mean, the other thing is, like, okay, if you're right next to him and you're, like, you're not stopping him, like, you know he's, because that's, I've had that happen, where it's, like, I see a situation brewing and I'm, like, that's going to be bad, should I stop it now before it happens, or do I let it play out? And it's kind of, like, it's, it's... it's At two years choice. old, though, like, yeah. there's
0: probably not a lot of brew. There's probably just... It's just happening? like that. I've had it happen with kids right next to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, I've had this happen where a child will, like, hit somebody, <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, you just hit blah, yeah. and then again it happens, and then... Like, I've, I've had it happen where they, like, get into a little flurry, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're talking, <laughs> right, like, right, right, yeah. what, I'm, and I'm right there, like, I mean, Owen has been hurt, like, has tripped and hurt himself as I'm holding his hand, right. you know what I mean? So, right, yeah. the proximity of a teacher is obviously not stopping this from happening, right. so she, they can let themselves off the hook, like, it's okay that it's happening when you're right there, it's right. just, what can you do in the moment, what are you saying?
1: and. The use your words. Where are you gonna go to that? I feel like if we talk about the user, I think we need to add. Well, I don't know. This episode, it seems like it might be like we're gonna have to. It's it, getting. You know, we have to. It's table getting long. Use your words.
0: <laughs> we can do a whole
1: episode on use your words because it's both. It's a hot button. Okay. Because obviously
0: he's only two. He probably yes. doesn't have a lot of words. No. I don't like. Okay, we're gonna table it. But I will just say yes quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: I. It is a pet peeve of mine to hear use your words in the classroom. Yeah. It was a pet peeve of floors to use what words mine and are we too. using or are we saying them like how yes. and when you're two do you have any do you have enough words to give and then when you're talking about impulse control or emotional regulation there's a, there are people who get into adulthoods who will cry when they're upset first before they can even find the words. And then it takes them a long time to find the words to put to their feelings. So you're going to expect a two-year-old to be like this. So no. Stop saying use your words. I'm just going to say that. We'll go, we'll, we'll, the next podcast, we'll get into that. Um, Your friend doesn't like that. I think you need to be more specific. Your friend doesn't like it when you hit him. Your friend doesn't like it when you're.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I need to know more about Josh. I mean, you're close. You see, like, if you see he's going in for a bite, that you can stop. Yes. Yes. And so, obviously, you have to stay close. I don't, over the pat, we've made some headway with the whole gentle hands, redirection, but and it's a big but. he's still managing to sneak in several daily hits.
0: So he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't learned it yet. No, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah. Honestly, like, if this is something he's going to have to learn how to do, how to control his impulses. He's going to have to learn. Right now, he hasn't. Like at two years old, you're not if you haven't developed the emotional regulation or no the emotional maturity to not want to disappoint the adults around you, mm-hmm. which is like you don't want to disappoint your teacher, yeah. you don't want to disappoint yeah. your parents. You're just in the moment, yeah. and you're frustrated, or you're just and it's, um, comes into a space unexpectedly. You're surprised by something that happens to you next to you, and you just immediately
1: get go yeah.
0: out and hit yeah
1: i know i, I still i'm like they're like a lot what is going like, what's on at home because i'm sorry like i are the parents fighting in front of him or like does he have an older sibling that hits him because otherwise like how is your first reaction someone's like coming to you and you just hit that's your first reaction that's your first reaction, like, reaction? that's crazy all, like is, multiple kinda... times and then the other thing that. but he's two so okay. I, I mean i Okay. Again, there's no like, logic behind something. I just don't. We okay. We have like three two year olds right now, and they don't hit. They yeah. don't, and you know, and it, it's not. I have a classroom like... right now
0: that there's people who will just cry. Yeah. And won't hit
1: back if they've been hit. Well, that's what I was. The other thing I was wondering is like, has Josh been like hit by another kid? Yeah. Like. Stop getting in between and let the kids hit him back. Maybe he'll stop once he, you know, gets hit by the wrong kid. I know it's like, I mean, for me, it's like maybe if you're, if he's hitting everybody, he's hitting someone and no one's retaliating. Well, but I mean, because you're stopping it, right? Right. Maybe let him get hit and see if it's like, maybe he has, I mean, and that's the other thing. Maybe nothing is happening at home. Maybe he's just a hitter for whatever reason. I still... And he's just going to... as a phase it, if he has to get yeah. through. But it's like maybe he doesn't understand. I don't know. It, it could be an attention thing. I, I don't know. There's... I would need to know more to answer this well. But... I do want to... So I want to focus in on what you just
0: said because yeah. I think that you're like... Hitting on an important point when it comes to talking about children is that context is king. That you have to, in order to be able to troubleshoot behaviors from a child in your classroom, you really have to be the teacher in that classroom and you really have to know what's going on. You have to know this child, you have to like have seen him in multiple contexts. Um, working? How, how does he work out? When is he successful? That's mm-hmm. what I want to know. When do you see successful interactions? What does that look like for him? And how often can you put that into motion?
1: But it's, he's still managing to sneak in several daily hits. I mean, the Because whole... you can't be there every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. can't be close to him every okay. time. I so understand how that can happen. When they're not right next to him. Yeah. Um, I would say, so it says, what can we do? First of all, I think you can talk to the parents And maybe see if there's, like, maybe mom is pregnant. Maybe dad yells all the time. Yes, maybe the parents won't be for Maybe they have an older sibling. Maybe Josh has an older sibling who hits him. Yeah. I would want to know why that's Josh's first reaction. Yeah. It's got to be something. And I I mean, I'm not going to say never, but I feel like it's rare for children just to start hitting without having seen it somewhere or experienced it like consist I mean I
0: think that when children are younger than 2 mm-hmm. when they're baby infants mm-hmm. there's often a hitting phase like a child will go through a hitting phase when they're very young yeah but by the time you get to school preschool it's mostly worked itself out you would hope like a
1: hitting, like like hitting, like oh, I don't
0: want that, like a yeah, hitting
1: yeah. to hurt, like a hitting, like hitting something. Not away. hitting to hurt, and like, I I actually want to
0: like yeah. assume that he's not trying to hurt anybody. He's just trying to communicate something. That he doesn't like it. That he doesn't like it. And he wants that away. So I understand why, because the examples of what they're saying mm-hmm. to him is use your words. So it's like, so I'm inferring that the teacher is saying use your words because Josh wants something and didn't ask for it or josh wants to be in a certain place and didn't ask for it like i guess we could give i think josh needs to be given some words like when someone is to to address some of the contexts
1: mm-hmm.
0: hits when someone is in his way i'm going to leave the bites out because i have no idea what to say about biting <laughs> i'm sorry
1: stop them stop them from stop biting, them from you biting. yeah you can so tell when they're going to yeah
0: yeah you got to stop them from biting, and if you can't, you need to communicate with his parents every time it happens, that there's a bite, because um, just for safety. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I, but I guess, like, leaving the bites behind. Yeah. Hits when someone is in his way, okay? That's why, yeah, get out of the way. <laughs> Move. <laughs> so you can say, so you can give him the words. Instead of saying, use your words, please. Right. You can say excuse me you know josh can say excuse me so and so i'm coming through give them give him he's only two and a quarter if he can't talk if he can't talk i hope you're not saying use your words okay um uh, let's assume he is yeah. he can talk that's another he say, thing. excuse me if he
1: can't talk it would make more sense because he would be he's using his body because he doesn't have words yeah So then it kind of, to me, it makes sense. Like you're saying, like, narrate more for him. And, yeah. I think that um, another trick that they could use maybe is to
0: preempt it. it. Say, it seems like when he's in a crowded space, which preschool is often Mm -hmm. crowded, you know, and, or if there's a provocation out on the table, say, I put clay out on the table regularly still. I love clay.
1: Yeah.
0: And the children do too. So I will often have, and they have small bodies, but I'll often have eight, up to eight children around the table working with clay. And if that's the case, somebody might get upset with, um, I'm actually reflecting now, maybe I should have less children (laughs) at the table. But you could preempt the child as they're coming over to the space where there's other people. Because he's spirited, curious, active, so I'm assuming he's going to where the action is. So as he's coming to you, you could say, there's a lot of people here, Josh. Is everybody safe? Or there's a lot of people here. Are you going to be able to be here with us, um, without hitting?
1: Can you be careful with your body? Can you
0: be careful you with your body? Are you going
1: to be comfortable here? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, absolutely. I mean, you—that's. I mean, I do think one of the roles of teachers, since we're teachers, is knowing your children and knowing what works for them and what doesn't. And you know and you're different i mean for me it's like i'm different with the with all of the children they all need different things that's called individualized learning shlena it means you're a really good teacher oh yay. <laughs> yay look at me and i will say you know i i same as with parents you know i've had parents that want to give all of their they want to do the same thing for all of the kids and i've seen it into this weird thing where like they have like two of everything because each or three of you know each child needs to have their own thing and i'm like This is a losing battle because your children do not all need the same things at the same time. They need And you lose opportunity for
0: negotiation for learning to negotiate over space and materials. So like So you know, Josh,
1: you need to figure out strategies that will be successful. Again, it says what can we do? I would say talk to the parents. What how long are we? It's like we're at one thirty. Yeah, we're at one (laughs) thirty
0: hour. Um but I'll but I'll be able to edit a bunch of this stuff out. I was actually I just I was checking the audacity because I couldn't remember pressing record, <laughs> and I was like, this whole thing, but yes, I did okay. hit record. Anyway, um... Yeah, you
1: definitely have to edit, um, I say, talk to the parent. I wonder if he's hitting the teachers. Stay, I hope not. I have to say, when kids, I see a lot of kids hitting their parents, and I'm just like, I don't know how that happens, because... Oh,
0: okay, I have advice for that. This always works. I've, I've, I've given this advice to so many
1: parents, and it works every time. Hit them back. Grab their hand. No! Yeah, stop. I think parents today, I don't, I lo- I see a lot of parents, like they don't want to, they don't want to be, I don't know if the word is aggressive or mean or strident, whatever it is, but it's like, sometimes it's like nipping a, a puppy, you know, mama dog, nipping the puppy on the back. Of the yeah, back. No! Yeah. It has to be strong.
0: Right. It's everything. Advice that I was given that I always give parents because there are parents who do not feel like they can have that strong of a reaction to something, right? Like they just don't want, they just can't get there. So I understand because it's a whole gentle parenting thing. It's been happening for so long, but it was at first press too when I was there and that, you know, that was a long time ago. Um, But the advice that I always give parents is get up and go like, your child hits you, yeah. you can say to them, I want to be close to you. I want to spend time with you, but my body has to be safe. I'm leaving. Yeah. And guaranteed, <laughs> your child your child is hitting because they want that attention. They want you to be close. They're, they have emotions that they need you close by. So you leaving mm-hmm. is the exact opposite of mm-hmm. what they want to happen. Yeah. So... I think this will work for a parent. It's probably not going to work in a school environment because you do have to try to ensure the safety of your right. ch- of the other children. The other children do have a right to be there without being assaulted. Yeah. But like as a parent, you can say, "Okay, I can't sit next to you on the couch. I wish I could, but I have to go." Every single time this has worked. Like parents have come back to me and say, "Oh, yeah. They don't hit don't me anymore."
1: Mean, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good I could see that being. Because you very can't effective.
0: subject yourself to that. No. And i believe leave you would... Yeah, and you would give that advice to your girlfriend who's in right. an abusive relationship, right. even like, well, you have to keep your body safe. Yeah. You have to
1: leave. I don't get. Yeah, it's my kids never hit me. Um, so I mean, the three three children, I don't know what that. I mean, maybe they were afraid. But of But you me. have
0: seen it a lot. I have seen. Parents I've seen hit it their a lot, and
1: I just don't get it because I'm just like, I don't like for parents me, hit I mean, their kids. No, no, I'm, no, sorry, kids, kids hit their hitting their parents, and the parents aren't really stopping it. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're not Or they saying, don't move like, their body oh, yes. out of the
0: way, like, my instinct is to get up and go. Yes. Like, I'm not gonna, I can't be here like, for this. Like, they kind of
1: will say, like, you don't, we don't hit, or they use this language, but I'm just like, for me, it'd be like a hard, like, hey. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Please don't. And yeah. then, yes, maybe walking... The other way, thing, what,
0: Florin, yeah. uh, Florin. Florin. Florin gave me this advice, um, years ago, too, when I started at First Press, Is like, the don't... Mm-hmm. S- aren't effective with children this age because they're only hearing the last half mm-hmm. of your mm-hmm. statement. Yeah. So if you say, don't run in the hallways, right. they hear, run in the hallways. Right, so you're supposed to say stop. Even the Stop, stop or um, walk.
1: Right,
0: right, Don't right, right, run. Right. right. No, you say walk. Right. We're going to walk. Right. She didn't like walking feet. Like a lot of teachers yeah, said, let's walking, are walking,
1: walking feet. feet. It's so
0: stupid. So dumb. <laughs> like, why, why? Let's just walk. You Kids run! Something.
1: Yeah. But yeah. kids,
0: kids run, but there are contexts in which they can't run. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work at a Jewish school, yeah. and we go to the temple. They cannot run in the sanctuary. Right. It's right. forbidden. Like, don't. No, we're we're going to be respectful while we're in the sanctuary. Yeah. So, like, we run all the way up till we can't run anymore right. or fly. They fly right. down the hallway. They yeah. run down the hallway. They scream. And then when we get to the place where we can't, now we tiptoe. Yeah. Now we go quiet and slow. I think you have to tell Josh maybe not we don't hit our friends yeah. because um, I, I think he does and I think yeah. we do yeah. <laughs> like apparently yeah. we hit our friends at school. I would stay away from use your words and we yeah. don't hit our friends. I like gentle hands. I would stay to the positive like let's let's use gentle hands or and to go through the conflict negotiation look at your friend, he's crying now. Or, you know, how do you think that made him feel?
1: I mean, he's young. I don't know. It's a phase. Yeah, it's a phase. I also, I would need to know more about, like, are the kids upset? Like, is he hitting hard enough to make kids cry, or is he just, like, hitting them? I mean, I, I feel like I need more... Who is this? Do they sign their letter? I don't it says what can we do? I I guarantee you in a two year old
0: classroom he's Mm -hmm. hitting somebody, he probably there's probably some people who don't react. Yeah. And in that case you can let it go. Yes. Don't make a big don't make a big deal out of it. Don't
1: feed the fire. If somebody
0: else doesn't exactly. Don't feed the fire. If somebody doesn't react, didn't notice, then well, no harm, no foul. (laughs) Say gentle hands to Josh quietly. Don't make a big deal about it but if a child is crying which i'm assuming you they have must to be. they must well i'm just saying that there's a bunch of reactions that children will have and one is to ignore it themselves one is to cry and then you have to determine if that child is crying because they're hurt or because they were surprised or upset or upset yeah. and you know what you know the difference as the teacher whether a child is like doing a classic flop where they're just like, ah, I want that. I want this attention yeah. too. I've been, yeah. I've been hit. Even if it doesn't hurt, they're gonna flop and whatever. And then you can also, I think you can tell when a child's genuinely hurt yes. too. Like if they if they're getting slapped on the face, it depends on where they're getting hit. Yeah. If they're getting slapped on the face, well that or bonked on the head, that feels different yeah. than like slapping somebody's leg. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so may I make a bigger deal about. Um,
1: when somebody gets hurt. Yeah. And well, maybe know. let someone else bop him right back. I mean, who knows? Like, if he doesn't have any siblings, it could be like he literally, you know, if it really is just an instinctive reaction that this child has. Maybe, like you just said with the story with Owen, like maybe he doesn't understand that what he's doing. Yeah. Or maybe he does. Like, that's the other thing. As a teacher, you have to kind of be like a sleuth. Like, what? You say it's, like, if people are coming, you know, like you said. Yeah, like this goes you, back this to your, like, a teacher of, as a
0: researcher. Like, yes.
1: ooh, I like
0: that this teacher has noticed all the different contexts for Josh hitting. Like, it's when someone's in his way, working with something he wants, comes through his face, he trips, he looks for somebody, he's pissed off, he looks for somebody <laughs> to hit. Like, that That means that he they've observed this. Now let's observe
1: where he's successful. And then also... I I mean, there's a, like, there's a, there's this kind of, like, a very packed, why yeah, there's a, there's a packed, a lot in this letter, it's, like, this small letter, but there's, to or me, it's, say like, unmet need. Yeah, I mean, there's, yes, and I, that's why I, again, like, my instinct is, like, you need to talk to the parents, like, what is happening at home? The other thing is, like, it could be that this school, it's not the right environment for this kid. Maybe He's this child needs more structure, or, or less maybe they need to be outdoors, You know, maybe they need a forest school or a school that's, like, you know, I don't know. The other thing is, like, it says he's spirited, curious, active. Yeah, I mean, to me it sounds like a kid who needs to be moving a lot more. It could be that this environment does not have enough big motor. Like, I don't... Maybe he needs more outside time. Let's just say that. It could be outside at this school. Like, if there's a choice of having them... If they, if they have an indoor-outdoor... I would like to see... I would like to know what kind of um, school this is because I bet, you know, like,
0: there's a difference between the school that I'm at, mm-hmm. which I have a classroom, I also have a playground, and we spend a lot of time outside in the playground. I still see hitting in both yeah. places. Yeah. But, like, I'm not sure I see less outside. But I'd be curious to see how the children who hit in my classroom would do at a nature kid's school yeah. where you're outside... And the world is a lot bigger. You're not... In my school, I think you could feel safe and cocooned yeah, yeah, in yeah. a place. And you could feel free to do a bunch of sh- shit that you wouldn't do somewhere else. Yeah. But out in Nature Kids, yeah. where you're out in the world and you're counting on your adult yeah. to keep you safe, like, in real, in a real way. Because if you were not there, these children would die.
1: <laughs> well, not really. Like, they actually are very, very capable. I mean, one thing I will tell you, though, is, like, the conflict resolution that mm. I do I mean we have small I guess like our biggest day is 10 kids so we have probably mm-hmm. less kids than I did at first press but there is I do very little conflict resolution if that I'm mean, not because you don't have to no, there's Because no there's abundance. there's an abundance of material like we're out in nature yes. there's an abundance so there's That's no what I'm fighting I'd like to over Josh. there's no fighting over that the na- I'd like to see Josh in nature with Yes, that's what I'm, and I'm telling you, like kids, like there's like right now we have one kid. He does have an older sibling, and he's like his reaction is like he's very reactive. He's like a very he's quick to hit, or and he's Pisces. he's no, no, he's Aquarius. <laughs> like Leo also. We called it, Leo didn't hit, but we called him Mr. Throw. He would throw everything. Uh, throw. Um, he's quick. You know, he's quick-tempered. He has a very short fuse. But even still, like, he's the only person I have right now who is, I, I keep an eye on him. He's the only one who does, any, like, is hurting anybody in a physical way. There's, you know, the emotional stuff, but we have very little issues. I think it's because we have so, I'm happy like, for we're you. we're not fighting. I mean, we're no, just, we're in nice. nature, and nature is also so calming.
0: Yes, you know? I agree with that. i so, like, maybe it is, maybe it comes down to fit for the school, which doesn't do this teacher any good because the parents are in charge of where they put their child, but... Maybe it is the fit. Maybe it's um. Maybe maybe you're saying use your words too much. Yeah.
1: Um. Maybe you're repeating yourself too much. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. There's a there's a lot in here, but so we'll have to maybe, um, teacher who is the teacher of Josh. Maybe like write back with some more specifics if you can. He's lightning fast. Uh, we try to redirect or admonish. Yeah, and you want to
0: know if he has siblings? Yeah. Maybe I'll write back. Yeah, huh? Interesting. Oh boy! All right. Well, let's are we supposed see. To do? Let's what? see how long we got. Are we like supposed five to do what? Five-hour podcast? <laughs> I'm telling you, girl. Edit. This is why I wanted to do a podcast with you because I, I knew we would just be filling. We'd be talking about this stuff anyway. Yeah,
1: that's
0: true. I swear a lot. Do you think I should? I know, I
1: do too, and we're like teachers, but we're adults, and this is and this part. uh, Don't let our students listen to it. (laughs) All All right, right, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to roll call. Call. We
0: (laughs) have to make our things. I know.